Welcome to another week of the Bold Exploration Podcast. I'm your host, Shanda Smith, and we have a real treat for you today. We have a fellow podcaster who is uh, excited about travel just as much as I am. She has had some, she's taken some amazing trips with her and her son and her family. Uh, she has a very intriguing story, and I know that you're going to love her just as much as I am. Stick around to the end of the episode. She talks about her own pad- podcast, which is absolutely amazing, and I know that you're going to enjoy it just as much as I do. So let's get to the episode. <laughs> Christina, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Uh, I saw your story online, and we kind of reached out, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to share how travel has really impacted your family but also how you used travel to overcome, overcome some really strong grief that your family was experiencing at the time. And uh, I don't want to tell your story for you. So I'm going to turn it over to you and let you share your amazingness and your story of how you got to where you are now. All right. I am going to keep it really brief as far as my background, because I really do want to focus today on the amazing ability of travel to help you heal, to help you deal with grief, to help you get through hard situations. So I am going to start with just saying that I married a man 24 years older than me, but we met at the trailhead of Mount Rainier in the Seattle area, our eyes locked, he was the hike leader. And it was just one of those moments where I just, my whole body just knew, I just resonated and he felt the same. And we were engaged in two months and married in six and six months later, and he'd never been married before. So people think that he, because he was older, he had been married, but he hadn't. And we actually uh, had four years of infertility which in hindsight is a bit of a um, blessing because we had those four years, just the two of us, which I, I really feel blessed for. And then our son was born. And five years later, my, my husband developed early onset Alzheimer's when our son was five. So I just wanted to share just basically that and that we realized um, that we needed to start traveling because we didn't know how much time we had. So there are some cases of where we did travel. And I have to tell you, Shanda, that literally like two weeks ago, my son out of the blue said to me, mom, do you remember that trip to Disneyland that we took like for my sixth birthday? He said, thank you for doing that because like we had you and me and dad had the best time and it's true we did so that was actually our first family trip after the diagnosis was we went to Disneyland and as a family and we have these amazing magical memories that whole trip was just magical completely magical yes yes what a blessing that he has that that memory Mm -hmm. of his dad Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to say, I mean, it's so interesting. I think I had a bit of a a mind block that, oh, no, like we, because he has Alzheimer's, like, maybe we shouldn't go out of the country, maybe we shouldn't do this or that, but something changed. And so when our son was about eight, um, I decided that we were going to go to Costa Rica as a family. And because my husband had Alzheimer's, um, we did it through National Geographic. And they're a travel company. They're a wonderful travel company. And one thing that a lot of people don't know is for some reason, 
National Geographic has this sort of reputation as being a very high-end, expensive company to travel with, but they have all levels of travel. Like they have really expensive down to minimum. And I've actually traveled with them with all the levels and even the bottom line level is super fun. Like it's actually kind of sometimes more fun because like, I don't know, it's just like a little bit more, I don't know, like you're in there, you're kind of in like a hotel in the middle of town and you're meeting people and <laughs> having fun. But anyhow, so we went to Costa Rica and what was so amazing was that my husband was pretty dependent on me. So, and then of course my son and our guides were just incredible because I think they, they saw that and they sensed that. And so sometimes they would give me a break. Like I remember one time we were in this, this oceanside city called Tortuguero, I think is the name of it, or Tortuga. It's where a lot of the green turtles like lay, lay their eggs and hatch them. And, and we got to actually see um, at midnight, you know, sneaking out with our flashlights and, and a ranger and tiptoeing around, we got to see the, the green, great, gr gigantic green turtles laying their eggs, digging their holes and laying their eggs. And, um, it was amazing. But that being said, we were in this town and, and they would do things like say, oh, Christina, would you like us to take Bill back to the hotel and we can just like have a coked Coca-Cola together because he always loved Coca-Cola. And, um, and you can do some shopping in town, you know, and they were just so lovely. So that was also like a really, really special trip. And that was really the beginning of me doing trips that are like group travel and I like small group travel so like you know 12 people 12 to 20 or so I've done up to 30 that's okay too but there's something really magical about group travel and the kinds of people that travel they are generally very very open-minded they're very curious and they're very compassionate and so we met so many amazing people along the way and we did all of our travel from then on forward was um has been like you know group travel which i i have just come because it's just it's a very very rich experience yes yes i think a lot of people miss the boat when it comes to group travel because they they think that they're going to be hemmed in and that they're going to be limited because of a group and it actually gives you more a little bit more freedom because there's somebody there to take care of different aspects for you. And, it, and like you said, with, with your husband, they were able to step in when you needed a little bit of help. Yes, they were. Oh. Yeah. So it sounds like you've always been an adventurer. So yeah, 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 yeah. Shanda. So really where that came from is um, my parents, they loved to travel. They are, they are now in their mid to late eighties and uh, they, they live in Canada and they, they don't really travel abroad anymore, but they are still very, very active. Like I called my dad a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what are you doing, dad? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm taking out the bathtub and I'm putting in a shower because he says, I, I know that when I get old, he's 89. Okay. He says, I know that when I get old, it's going to, it's going to be hard for me to step into the bathtub. So I'm turning it into a shower, getting us ready for when we get old and, and he's 89. So they've always just been <laughs> they crack me up. But as a child, Shanda, I, my very, very, very favorite memories of my family growing up 
are our trips that we did. And it kind of, in some ways, was a bit accidental because my dad's sister lived in Sweden and we're not, well, actually I am part Swedish, but anyway, the fact is, so when I was eight, we got on a plane from Vancouver, British Columbia and flew to Sweden and visited our cousins. And that, after that, like we were just all of us, all four, like I have a, an older brother as well. So we were, we were quite the travel family and we did a ton of um, camping in Canada and the U.S. and then some abroad too and those all of those travel memories are my favorite memories so I always knew that when my child was born that we were going to do as much travel as we possibly could. Yes yes absolutely so you know that was a pretty hard thing for for you and your son to transition to you know I'm sure as things went on maybe he wasn't able to travel with y'all as your son got older how did travel yes. help your son deal with the grief and the loss that you guys were going through you know I think there are a lot of examples so I'm going to start with one example of not too long after my husband had gone had to go into a care home um, my husband was wandering around at night and I had tried to bring in caregivers, but he was very combative. It's interesting. Like if he didn't know you, like if, if a caregiver came into our home, he would get really aggressive with them. And so he actually fell, hit his head, was blacked out and had to call 911. And the doctors just said to me very firmly, he has to be in a care home for his own safety. And that's a, you know, again, where that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, it was a hard moment. But I think perhaps the first trip we took was a Disney cruise. And the reason why I, I had never done a cruise, I didn't think I was a cruise person. I had all the stereotypical ideas about what cruises were like. <laughs> and yet I somehow found out that actually it was probably through my friend. So I have always used a travel agent and um, for forever and she's amazing. And I, I could do a whole podcast with you on the benefits of using a travel agent. And maybe that's something we can look yeah, at, let's do at it. another time. <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah. But she had, she, I think it was her. She said to me, Christina, like, I know this is a hard time for you. Your husband's just gone under care. It's just you and Wills. My son's name is William, but he goes by Wills. And she said, Disney is really good to single parents. And they do some special things for single parents. And so she said, I want you to try a Disney cruise down to the Caribbean. We had never been to the Caribbean. And um, so I did. And it was magical because that very first night, like you don't know anybody. It's all these happy families, mom, dad. You're just like, oh, I feel like such a fish out of water. Like I'm such a freaking oddball. And we go into dinner and, you know, they, they assign you a table and, and we sit down at our table and there's two other single mothers with their sons who are around the same age. They're like a little bit older, a little bit younger. But so there's three of us single moms and three kids. This is what Disney does on their cruises. They also had 
um, single parent events that you could go to. So like it could be like a cocktail hour or coffee or whatever. Like so single parents could all network and meet up and you didn't feel you didn't feel like an oddball. You never felt alone. And it cracked me up because by the end of dinner, you know, the boys were just like wanting to go do stuff because Disney has these amazing, you know, they were tweens, they were about 11, you know, they wanted to go go back to the camp that they were doing or whatever they were doing that night with the kids and with the tweens. And so, you know, they were they were off within a flash and we three moms just had this wonderful relaxing time we ended up going to a martini bar on, you know, and there was a piano player and it was such the so this whole trip was just amazing because my son was able to see there are other kids out there like him and in this case it was exactly the same where it was a single mom with a son and there's there's no dad for whatever reason you know like different reasons for different people and um and so he was able to be become friends with these boys who are in the same situation that he is in and feel comfortable and not have to explain like, where's your dad, you know, or anything like that. And I became friends with these ladies. And one of them actually was in my wedding. I got remarried. My husband passed away a few years back and, um, she was one of my bridesmaids. So that's how close we got. That's so there's wonderful. something something really healing and magical about that experience. And then another experience was we decided to go to the Galapagos Islands and my grandmother had gone like 30 years ago and it was one of the only trips she ever did and it was on her bucket list and she did it and I'd always heard about it. So and my son loves animals. And so I said, OK, let's do a National Geographic boat trip. So it was a, a boat and it was 90 people. 30 of them were children and <laughs> it was so fun again you know, we get on the boat and it's, it's pretty small. So the single parents all find each other. So we all just hung out together the whole time. In particular, I got really close with um, a single mom who was a vet and her daughter Jolie was the same age as Will's. They were both 11. So this was actually in the same year. I, I think this was two trips. And, um, you know, I actually had to pull my son out of school for a week because it just the way the you know sometimes the, the schedules don't line up with spring break and I have to tell you I have zero regrets about pulling him out of school for that week because it cracked me up but we had these naturalists you know they're they're highly highly educated so yeah. you know every day you wake up you, you're you're offshore of, of 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 an island in the galapagos and every island is unique it has different animals that you've never seen anywhere in the world one island has blue-footed boobies another you know they all have all these wild and crazy creatures so you get off the boat and the naturalist is you know showing you around and they, they it's just crazy how much they know you know they they're college educated they're and um, so the children really looked up to these naturalists and the naturalists had a uniform and they had a, a particular baseball cap and it said something like, you know, National Geographic, you know, naturalist or something very, very official looking. So they told the children that every afternoon when we were on the boat, because it gets really hot in the middle of the day. So they would have an afternoon. They had a contest where the children had to write 
um, an essay about everything that they learned on the Galapagos. And my son is very competitive. So he paired up with Jolie, who he's still friends with. In fact, he was telling me about her. She, she now goes to, uh, she lived, lived in San Francisco, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is they were competitive. Gosh, darn it. They were going to win this contest. And I swear, Shanda, I swear to God, I think they did more schoolwork that week than they would have had they been at school. Like they learned so much. They buckled down. And sure enough, at the end of the week, they won the award. And, you know, they won won a few things. But the main thing that I, the only thing I really remember was, was the baseball cap that said, naturalist national geographic naturalist like <laughs> official you know and i mean they didn't take those hats off for days you know <laughs> you know I and i think it. i just think that sometimes people don't think about how much their children learn from travel oh, absolutely and absolutely I think, I think it developed a deep curiosity i think that particular trip developed a deep curiosity in my son for animals and people. And because he, and, and you know, in my opinion, curiosity is a superpower because yes. as an adult, when we're cur- curious, we reach out to people, we, we ask them a lot of questions so that we can learn about them and they love it. People love to talk about it themselves and, and curiosity is really what propels us to succeed in life. And it's developed through travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I I love all the points that you've brought up are my favorite parts about travel. You know, that understanding that we're not alone, even if we're different. Mm -hmm. There are other people that are different, Mm -hmm. just like us out in the world. And then travel opens up a child's eyes to what their possibilities could be outside of their everyday environment. So I love, I, you know, I've loved your story and I love how you've used travel with you and your son. So he's getting older now. So as I'm thinking college soon, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of plans do you yep. have for how you and him are going to continue to travel as he becomes an adult? Yeah, you know, I I have to say, Shanda, a lot of people told me, when he was younger, before he was a teen, they said, oh, when he becomes a teenager, he might not want to travel with you anymore. I heard that a lot. And Shanda, I was okay with that. Like I I said, you know, so be it. Like I can't, I'm not going to force my child to travel with me if he doesn't want to. Like, so I just allowed myself to be open to that. But for those of your listeners out there, this is what I want to say to you. If you have a child that's not a teenager yet, please, please get off this, get off, get off this podcast as soon as it's over, get on your computer. If you're, if you're intimidated, get a hold of Shanda and book a trip. Because I think that when you introduce a child to travel, by the time they're a teenager, they're hooked because my kid never said no. He never said no to a trip through all throughout his teen years. There was not one no. And I have to tell you one slightly sad story on that Galapagos trip where we, we connected with all the single parents. There was a single dad and he was with his 15 year old daughter and she was super unhappy. She was 
and it, you know, it was sad because it, it affected him. How can it not? Right. Like, and, you know, but the thing is he hadn't traveled with her until that point. And so I think, you know, she just was like, I don't want to do this, you know? So my thing is start, you know, young. And even if it just means a weekend away, even if it just means a road trip to the Grand Canyon, you know, whatever it means, like just start doing it so that they will love it because my kid continued to travel with me all throughout his teens. And um, so he really wanted to go, he wasn't sure where he wanted to go to college. And we went and visited a lot of schools. Um, in fact, here's another benefit. So you meet all these cool people. We had hiked the, the most scenic route to Machu Picchu and it's called the Salkantai Trail. It's, it's the most spectacular thing I've done in my life. We did it two years ago and um, we hiked it. We had beautiful weather. It was incredible. And there was a woman I met whose son goes to NYU. And so you make these amazing connections with these people. She was like, my son thought he wanted to go to NYU. He really did. He was like all excited. He thought he knew what NYU was like. So we did travel to New York and we met her son and he was tremendously helpful in talking about NYU. And after spending the whole day with us, uh, my son realized that NYU was not a good fit for him. So long story short, my son fell in love with a small private college in Colorado Springs, which is the perfect fit for him because he's really outdoorsy. He loves, he loves biking, hiking, skiing. He's not much of a video game player. And I do wonder if that has something to do with the travel too. You know, because kids that are like have been exposed to travel, they kind of get themselves out. They get themselves out there more. So he's always been that kid who's like, OK, I'll play video games for a bit, but then oh, I need to go see my friend. Like I need to go round everybody up and we need to go skateboarding or we need to go do this or that. So the school he had been waitlisted at because it's, it's a very tough school to get into. It's 14 percent acceptance rate. And we were in the middle of covid. And so a lot of kids had like deferred for a year because they didn't want to do online school. So the admissions director said, we have an unprecedented amount of applications this year. Is this the hardest year to get, get in ever? But if you're willing to do a gap year, your chances are much better for getting into the school. <sighs> so, but being the flexible travel mo mother that I am, I just embraced it, took a deep breath and said, okay, so my son is actually doing a gap year this year. Wasn't my plan, um, but he's just flourishing. He actually uh, took his old car, put all the camping gear in it, drove up to Alaska, Fairbanks, saw the Northern Lights, and then drove all the way down to Miami. He wanted to, to do a road trip and he camped, he slept in his car, he camped and he worked all summer first before to save up some money. Um, but so he didn't, he didn't do any work um, when he went to Alaska and back. But when he went from Seattle to Miami, he did Uber Eats along the way to help fund his trip sleeping in his car, visiting people along the way. And so he's a very adventuresome child. And I would um, say so. <laughs> so he's, he's been so. work. He's been working a lot. He's actually um, working now doing Uber, regular Uber and Uber Eats. And, you know, here's the beautiful thing. Um, a year ago, 
we were in a much different place with COVID. Like people were scared to travel because we were still, lots of people were getting COVID. People were still dying from it a lot. So there were a lot of really great deals out there. So I actually booked a trip for this March to go to Asia, thinking that, I think back then I was thinking that my son wouldn't be able to come with us. And, but the way it worked out with the gap year thing, um, I said, oh, by the way, like we're going to do Vietnam, Cambodia and Thailand. Do you want to come? And he just, he didn't even blink an eye. He was like, yes, you know, because he will always meet all these other cool people too. You know, like who knew we were on a cruise on the Amazon two summers ago. And again, he met a bunch of teenagers and, you know, he had a lot of fun with some really pretty teenage girls. <laughs> they were all hanging out. And so, you know, so he just, he just, he knows, you know, he knows now that like travel is not boring. It's never yeah. boring at whatever age you're at, you're always going to meet, you know, kids, your own age. Peru was amazing for him because he's not a tall kid. He's five, four. That's how tall he is. And he's not getting any taller. Um, my husband was five, five on a good day. I'm five, six. So, you know, but in Peru, the girls are like five feet, five foot, foot one. So they just, they adored him. They were just like having fun. So he, you know, that's just something to, to know that I think it's, I think if you start your kids traveling before they become a teen, then they will, they will understand the value of it. And, and they will just have a ball. He loves every single trip. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, what an awesome story. Bravo to him. Way to go, Wills. I mean, he really <laughs> took charge of his life and, and, you know, just said, I'm, I'm ready for an adventure. I'm ready to go out there and get it done. And what a brave young man. What, what a testament to you, mama, that you poured into him and gave him that strength and gave him that love to let him know that he can sprout those wings and go. So um, yeah, yeah. I hope I to meet him one day. Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. We, we need to make that happen. I, yeah. I just want to say that I think, I think that you know, travel is rather than buying your kid things, buy them a trip because trip. guess what? You're going to give them the biggest gift of their life, which is confidence. Literally. I look at my kid. He is so confident. He is not afraid to go into a restaurant in Fairbanks, Alaska, and start talking to somebody and, you know, find out what, where's, where's a cool hike around here? Where's this, where's that? He, you know, he gets creative. He was in Fairbanks and he, it was September. This was last September. And he was, it was Friday night. There were no other 18 year olds around, but he got creative. He said, you know what? I know there's a college around here somewhere. He Googled it. He found the university and started walking around campus and he met a bunch of people, joined a bonfire and made a bunch of new friends. And I don't think that he would have, you know, and that's going to serve him throughout his entire life. This precedent Absolutely. of putting yourself out there in the world, not being afraid to talk to people. And he's five, four, he's not this, you know, six foot tall, you know, movie star, you know, 
guy. He's, he's just a regular kid who isn't afraid to talk to people. And I just know that it's going to serve him so well in, you know, college and getting opportunities in college and then in jobs and career and opportunities because he has this really great level of confidence that that is the best gift you can give your children and why not do it you and how you do it you do it through travel you do it through travel you know most kids the only measuring stick they ever get in their life is the teachers and coaches in their life right you're you're the mvp on the team or you're just still working on your skills or you're a b level student or an a level student student or a c level student and then you go on travel and you see other people your age who measure the value of their life by a completely different stick and it allows you to put perspective on where you're at um, in your real life, you know, to know, is this where I want to stay? Is this really what's important to me? Because you get a chance to develop that sense of whole community around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, in going to college, I think, you know, if you haven't, if you're a child and you haven't traveled, I think you have a very narrow perspective as far as what your life is going to look like. Like, well, I, I, I should be a doctor. I should be a lawyer. I, you know, like, it's just, you kind of look at the, the very traditional paths, but with having traveled as much as he has, my son has a much broader perspective and the world is his oyster. He's like, Hmm, you know, I, 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 I have a feeling he's going to be an entrepreneur. He's going to have his own business because the world, you know, everything's the possibility. And he just, he's just like, huh, I, I'm going to try this and then I'm going to try that. And why not? That's his attitude. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I have enjoyed having you on the podcast so much today. I cannot, uh, I can't wait to get back with you and do another conversation because I I think you have so many interesting stories. I just want to hear them all. Absolutely, Shanda. I love your enthusiasm for travel because we share that passion. Thank you so much for coming today. And we actually connected through your podcast, uh, She's Brave podcast that I have really, really enjoyed listening to. Do you mind sharing a minute on what you've got going on on your side that's not necessarily travel, but awesome for all women and all people? Absolutely, Shanda. Yeah. So I started up a new podcast recently called She's Brave with Christina Driscoll. You can find it on Apple Spotify. You can also connect with me through my website, www.she'sbravepodcast.com. I also have a She's Brave podcast Facebook group, and I have a um, regular Facebook group, Christina Driscoll, that you can look me up on. And on Instagram, I'm at, it's called at She's Brave Podcast. So my podcast is really about finding the courage within because as I mentioned earlier in this episode, my husband was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's when our son was only five years old. And people used to always say and still say to me, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you did it. You're so brave. You're so resilient. But Shanda, I didn't start out that way. I was absolutely terrified. And there's a there's a lot of stories behind that. Um, but I learned how to be brave. And I, I want other women to know 
that we all can be brave. Maybe we don't feel it right now, but what happens is the basic concept of my podcast is just really about interviewing women who learned how to be brave. And it's not just about jumping out of a plane or climbing Mount Everest. It's literally, how did I, how do I get a divorce that I, I need to? And how do I be brave and take the step to, to do that? Or it can be anything in life. To, and what I have found is that you take one tiny step. And once you take that first teeny tiny step, maybe it's signing up for a class online. That's, you, you click yes, and I'm going to pay $500 for a class or $100. And, but it gives you like a tiny spark of courage. And then you take one more tiny step. And what happens is you start to develop your courage muscle. So that's really what my podcast is all about. I'm trying to bring everybody along with me. And we're all learning to be brave together. Oh, I love it. And I look forward to every episode when it comes out every week. Oh, and so thank you, Shanda. Same with you. You are so enthusiastic that I get excited every time I listen to one of your episodes. It's like, it's addicting. Like, <laughs> so well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So you have a wonderful day and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Shanda. Wouldn't you love to go out to coffee with Christina? She's just such a cool person and I cannot wait till we get a chance to get together and meet each other in person. Now, I am serious. I want you to subscribe to this podcast. I want you to follow us wherever you're listening today so you can get the updates of what we've got on going on week after week after week. But I also want you to go check out the She's Brave podcast. I want you to head on over there and and give her a subscribe give her a follow because she really is an amazing person and i love the story that she has to tell see you next week <laughs>